Alright legends, welcome back dude to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. Big week on the podcast this week team. We had a standalone cricket episode this week. I was thinking about talking about the cricket for like a gentleman's 15 minutes during the normal Thursday episode, but then Mitchell Johnson wrote this crazy article about Dave Warner, and it just got me so fired up that I just had to dive in with two feet and really get amongst the drama. So that is already out. If you're into cricket, a special shout out to this Indian bloke who emailed me saying that he loves the podcast, but only the cricket stuff. And could I please label it individually so he doesn't have to listen to, you know, my life and and all the other parts of the podcast. So shout out Sanjay. This one's for you, mate. Summer of Cricket Preview. It's up there now, brother. And I better be getting a follow-up email uh, thanking me for the clarification. So it's a diverse podcast with a lot, lot of diverse interests, you know, stand-up comedy, cricket, getting drunk on the weekend, other stuff. You guys get it, okay? I'm a three-dimensional man and I won't apologize for it. So if you're into cricket, uh, that's already up. This Mitch Johnson article is like so funny. Like, I love sport, but I love drama surrounding sport even more. Dude, Mitch Johnson wrote like an 800-word article about David Warner that was so obviously just airing a personal grievance. Like, no one was really expecting this at all. No one was like, oh, I wonder what Mitch Johnson thinks of David Warner ahead of the summer. There was no demand for this article. And it was so obviously personal. Like, you just cannot use (laughs) a state newspaper like that, Mitch. You know, like, my sister forgot to reply to my text last week. I didn't then attack her in the Daily Telegraph for, like, a two-page spread, you know? Sometimes you just got to fucking work stuff out behind closed doors, Mitch. Like, this just is not the way to handle business. And I just wanted to talk about this again because Mitch Johnson came out and he said that the reason for the article was actually, lo and behold, because earlier in the year, Mitch Johnson had called Dave Warner's wife, Candace cringy uh, in an article criticizing her. And then Warner sent him a text spraying him for that comment. And then Johnson said, yeah, that's kind of the reason why my article seemed so harsh. It actually was personal. And it's like, (laughs) I know Mitch Johnson isn't a trained journalist, but like, isn't there like an editor or someone at the West Australian that was like, sorry, Mitch, this just really feels like an 850 word personal beef you've sent in here, mate. This is eerily similar to the one you sent in about your brother not uh, bringing food to the family barbecues on Sundays, mate. So I just think, could we get a little bit more objective with some of this stuff, you know? Like Mitch Johnson, what do you expect? You spray the bloke's wife and then imagine you spray a bloke's wife and then the bloke texts you being like, hey, mate, I really didn't enjoy you attacking my wife in a national newspaper. And then Mitch Johnson's at home going like, well, what the bloody hell is this about, mate? Jesus Christ, Davey, this one's come from left field, mate. Bloody hell, Davey, this is a bit reckless, mate. Where's this come from? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop talking about this. This new article came out. It's so funny. And uh, look, I've been in the media a bit longer than Mitch, 263 episodes. I know what everyone's saying. Billy, for the 75th time, you're not a journalist, okay? But once again, I do believe that anyone who has a podcast is, in fact, a qualified journalist. 
I've been on Triple J Hack twice, so you tell me. But also while I'm here, I'm on Triple J Hack again this Friday. That's why it popped into my mind. If anyone wants to listen to that, who's not my mum, I'd love to boost the ratings there. But as someone who has been in the media for a considerably longer time than Mitch Johnson, and also who doesn't have a full sleeve tattoo, which does further qualify me, I'll say this, Mitch, that, you know, a big part of being an Australian media member is resisting spraying Candace Warner. That's pretty much 99% of the job if you're going to get into sports journalism. You know, you see Candace out there, you think, oh, that's weird. Why would she be on that show? And then she's making all these comments and you think, oh, that's weird. Why would Candace be talking about that? She doesn't really know anything about that. But here's the thing, mate. Candace Warner is a national treasure, whether you like it or not. And you could spray her, but she's probably had enough at this point. Like, really, poor Candace. She's been to hell and back with how the media's treated her over the years. You know, God forbid you make a mistake in the public eye. Leave Candace alone, okay? She's had enough. Bloody, she's a mother. She's a mother of three. God forbid. Uh, leave Candace alone, okay? So, Mitch, unfortunately, mate, you've you've made a mistake that many, many... Australian media men have made before you, and uh, you've copped the full wrath of a five foot four dynamo in Davy W. So, if that's the sort of stuff you're into, I cover that in extreme detail in the cricket app. And also, a couple of things I just wanted to talk about here we have Pat Doherty, the snake himself, on the episode this week with me and Rowan. It's pretty long. I didn't get the time to do a full solo episode this week because I did the cricket one. So, you know, whatever. Uh, also, I just wanted to quickly mention that Australia's sexiest man, Braitha Nasta, has a new girlfriend. And this is very, very exciting. The salt and pepper king himself at the Coogee Pav of all places. Nice one, Braith. Yeah, nice one. He was looking very cool. Casual attire from Braith. Uh, his missus, I'll speak candidly. I don't usually get this blue this early in the podcast. She's very attractive. Okay, physically, yeah. So we love to see that for Braith. Um, they had a brief kiss on the lips from what I could see in the grainy photos. Very classy from Braith. No tongue. I love that, you know. Save it for home. Vintage Braith. And it said in the article that this woman is uh, Australian Greek heritage, just like Braith. So coming into December, obviously, that's what we love to see. Not only has Braith found a new love interest, but coming into Christmas, Nonna's going to be happy about that one as well. So just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of the East Coast's sexiest men, Braith and Asta. Anytime he's in the news, it's an absolute pleasure. I don't read the articles, but I stare at the JPEGs for hours. So shout out to Braith. And then finally, guys, just a quick mention of the project this week uh, before we get into the guest app. The project is the segment where we celebrate Australian talent killing it here and abroad. This one is a bit of a shocker for me. It's three seasons in this television program, and I've been recommended it before a few times, and I've only just got into it, so I apologize for my tardiness, but Mr. Inbetween on Stan, Australian television program, 25-minute episodes, which I think is the perfect length for anything, really. And yeah, stand-up comedy, I mean, a music album, television, other stuff, you know. Anyway, regardless of that analogy, Mr. Inbetween, it's about like a standover man slash hitman. Uh, it's Australian made 
and it's just absolutely phenomenal. It's kind of like a dark comedy drama. I don't know. Double check that. I've just made that genre up. But either way, it's an absolutely fantastic program. It lives where all fantastic Australian programs live, and that's on Stan, baby. So go support Stan. Go support Mr. Inbetween. Three seasons of six 25-minute episodes. I love it. I don't know if it's been renewed for a fourth season. I've only watched the first two episodes, but it is absolutely phenomenal. So go check that out. Uh, up next, yeah, we got the snake Pat Doherty joining me and Rowan in the studio, okay, in the stewed, where all the hottest podcasting action takes place. What did we bloody talk about? Pat did 100 Days Off the Piss, which was kind of interesting. We talk about Rowan's dating life. We talk about my current lack of dating life. We talk about, oh my God, this was egregious, dude. On Friday night, my family burned my childhood cricket bats in some sort of a satanic ritual. I don't even know what's going on, dude. So we get into that. I don't even want to get into that right now because this intro will blow out from 10 minutes till a, a gentleman's 35. I'll probably black out, black out again. But yeah, my mum and dad burnt my fa- my childhood cricket bats, burn a man's legacy, yeah. And then I blow up about it. All of a sudden, I'm the problem, you know? So I don't want to bloody recap that. But whatever, dude. So yeah, good episode this week. And then also um, the cricket episode came out on Tuesday. So a bit of a double up this week. I know not everyone loves cricket. And uh, so I thought I'd just segment that one off. And that's that. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, dude. Rip and tear. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. All right, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive today. Massive special guest cancelled last minute. (laughs) We did, and I want this on the record, Rowan will back me up. We did have a guest booked for today's episode Mm -hmm. that was special in nature. Hell of a comedian. Hell of a comedian, hell of a podcaster, just an influence on the East Coast itself, up and down the seaboard. You say this guy's name, it carries some weight. 2.30 p.m., he cancels. <laughs> I got to think, who is someone who is kind of funny, but also not in demand at all? For- I called our guest today. The snake, Pat Doherty, is here. How are you bloody going, mate? Well, believe it or not, when I came into this building, I was feeling quite good. And after that introduction, I feel terrible now. Thank you. On this podcast, we tell the truth. Rowan Arneal, how are you, brother? Pretty poorly, yeah. Not great. Pretty poorly? Yeah. Well, you know. That sounds like you're not doing well in 1936. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get gout? <laughs> no, so Phil's got that. <laughs> well, I quit vapes two days ago. Um, I'm in a whirlwind. So you've got a lot on, mate, because you are quitting vape, starting a new job, and uh, losing a romantic interest all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's Ooh. fucking brutal, bro. It's a terrible one, too. Mike Tyson couldn't deliver a more vicious one, too. <laughs> Just catching the train back from Mount Druitt, being like, mm, maybe she's not brushing me. <laughs> maybe she is brushing me. Dude, maybe honest- she's not brushing me. <laughs> Honestly, let's put your personal life to the side for a second here. Yeah. Because I'd like to think that she's not brushing you, mm-hmm. and I'd hate for this podcast to get in the way of the fact that this is a blossoming new thing you've got there and we all wish you the best. Yeah. Mm. For you to try and attempt to quit vapes while starting a new job, 
is absolutely psychopathic behavior. <laughs> no one would ever suggest doing that ever. <laughs> I put a date in my calendar. I stick to it. That's the thing. That is one thing about you. You are very determined. When you set a goal, you do attempt your 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 darndest <laughs> to achieve it. <laughs> you hear that, Billy? Give me one example of him doing that. Uh, you know what? I don't have one on the top of my head, actually. <laughs> Are you referring to his TikTok career where he uploaded one? And he fucking hit it out of the park straight away, dude. That's 100% success rate. 100%. 100%. I've, I've quit cigarettes and vaping quite a few times, so that's something. Well, maybe I'll tell you what it is. I'm, I'll I'm tell ba- you what it I'm, is. I'm bad at the four to six month mark, I will admit that. But the early month, I'm actually quite cocky and quite good at it. And I think that's the thing that I, I remember the most. Whenever he says, like, I'm not doing that anymore, he will I'll, I'll see him in the, the week after that initial period, you know, and he'll be so determined. I'll go, fucking hell. Rowan, that's unbelievable, mate. And then I'll see him, like, two months later, and he'll be vaping two vapes at a time, just, like, sculling vodka. And I'm like, that's – look, that's a different guy. I quit them, and then I went to a wedding and was like, oh, I guess I can have a little bit of this. And then it just didn't leave my hand for nine months. Mm. That's the thing with the vapes. I actually haven't had a vape in about probably most of this year, but I do smoke cigarettes on the weekends and and whenever else I want to. And <laughs> <laughs> you're on the Nicovate gum as well. I'll, I'll I'll take the gum out on the weekend to avoid vaping. <laughs> mm. Just to and it works. I'll say that it does work. It does work. Just gives you that nicotine hit and then you're out, mate. The thing with the vapes is they never end. Never. They never oh, they get never out end. of your hand. I know. No. I know, and you you feel, and you can do it indoors. You know that's very accepted now in society. You can vape in somebody's house, dude. Dude, blokes are vaping on the train. I mean, we're long gone with this stuff. I dude. know, and I like I like the 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 gentleman in society who'll blow it into his shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that as well. That's yeah. the sort of guy where you go, my daughter. Yeah. That's the sort of man I want. <laughs> uh, it, the peach fuzz going down his fucking Ralph Lauren shirt at the dinner table as I ask him how his electrician company is going. Yeah, yeah. He can have my my daughter's hand in marriage. He's, you're absolutely right. Dude, but you're actually heavily addicted to the vapes at the moment, Pat. I am. Yeah, I am. Because as you know, as you both know, I, I recently did 100 days off the booze. But I'm not one to just go cold turkey on all vices. I think it's sort of like a, it's like you, it's like a, you got to scale one right down and then one goes right up. Yeah, I always think of it like, uh, you know, that scene in Spider Man Two when Doc Octopus is creating like that energy machine. No, and he's no. trying to contain the energy with all of his octopus arms, and beams of light keep getting out. That's me with my vices. <laughs> I, I relate to that quite a lot. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as nutty like, as that was, I, okay, okay, I can see what you mean. It's like, oh, I wake up like, nice one, Bill. Didn't drink last night. Mm. And then you review, you go, oh, smoke four joints. Mm. Yeah. And you, one of the, that's energy getting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. The, palm of the, the power of the sun in the palm of my hands, as Dr. Octopus said. Yeah. The first week of not drinking, I start, I, um, I, uh, I opened an OnlyFans, not an OnlyFans account for myself, <laughs> but I was, I was on there and I was going, what, what, what can I get from this? You know what I mean? But then I realized the prices on that thing, I can't handle it. You couldn't afford OnlyFans. Well, I mean, I probably could, but I could see it being a very slippery, expensive slot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, I was about to, like, get around you for this great achievement. A hundred days without a beer. Meanwhile, I didn't know four business days in, you're on OnlyFans going, like, God, this is expensive. (laughs) 
it is expensive. Yeah, I was going, wow, I wonder what she's been up to up to since high school, you know what I mean? We're in our 30s now, she's had a failed marriage. What's she up to? Only fans. And then that's where it goes. Oh. Dude, 100%. You know when they used to do those fake Instagram accounts of like hot chicks from your local area? Mm. And they were like, oh, this is my, you know... Uh, spicy account or whatever like click the link in my bio for some fucking dude one of the lads like there was this personal trainer chick we knew and she was really hot and one of these fake accounts goes up you know oh link in bio oh yeah 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 sexy times or whatever one of the lads <laughs> dude one of the lads it was $27 a month he's paid it immediately um, obviously he's been scammed oh yeah and then so when he couldn't get onto her OnlyFans because it doesn't exist he didn't know this. Mm. <laughs> An Indian man has his credit card details. Yeah, he, he, he thinks he's actually sent this chick the money and not some Korean fella. Mm, totally. And so he messaged her actual account oh being like, God. hey, Kate, sorry to bother you. I've just signed up for your OnlyFans. I don't know if there's an issue with the website. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, is anyone else having troubles? <laughs> Dude, that's wholesome. That's wholesome. No. That's the most wholesome way to a way to approach OnlyFans yeah. for sure. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah, I think she should give him the twenty seven dollars. Oh, totally. Do you know what, dude? Don't. Why is a fake account going up with an OnlyFans and it's believable? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's also so crazy. She that should just a PT from Forestville. She should cop the L. Cop yeah, the L. I agree. I mean, I don't at all. <laughs> I was about to say, if, they, if it's not clear, she sh- she owes him nothing. <laughs> if anything, he should send her another $27 for wasting her time. Of course, mm. and also acknowledging the fact that he's a huge creep. <laughs> That's just a fee. That's a fee you cop for I, being I just it. love the candor of being like, I'm not sure if the, there's an issue with the server. <laughs> it's so genuine. Is this uh, across the entire platform? <laughs> <laughs> Is this just the Oceana region affected right now? <laughs> Do you have a direct contact at OnlyFans I can talk to? You got, he's, he's on the helpline on the other end. He's texting with one hand. He's on the phone with the other. Going, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Kate's not happy about this, boys. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it is. Fucking so good, dude. But, but you, you did 100 days, mate. 100 days. And uh, uh, yeah, I tell you what, it's a good, I think if you're a, a bit of a boozer, you just got to give yourself a little stop break gap, you know, from uh, from time to time. 100 days, though. That's fucking so long. I know. Well, a it's, month just doesn't... Because I try and do it like a month a year, and that doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I've never done a month. <laughs> <laughs> With but, that in mind... <laughs> I have done two weeks a couple of times, and that mm. is honestly like... You don't even really get any health benefits, I would say. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, and I was also co- um, coinciding it with a whole bunch of uh, athletic endeavors that I was attempting to complete. Yeah. None of which I did. Right. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought that as soon as I wouldn't booze, I would just be so motivated and dedicated to doing anything and everything in my entire life. Some things definitely got e- easier and better, just like because you have more time in the day and mm. you're not tired. Um, but then. The other stuff you're still like, nah, I can't be fucking bothered. Yeah, I'll, I'll check out OnlyFans. Yeah, I'll check. Yeah, I gotta check out Kate's OnlyFans. <laughs> Dude, so how did you actually do this? Because I've never seen someone hang at the pub as hard as you, stone cold sober. Like you were out at the pub with us till one a.m. in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. And Rowan is like disgraceful at this point. Oh yeah, what the hell was he? I was chilling. Nah, we. If anyone was carrying the can, it was me. But, <laughs> but what is the secret to hanging out sober at the pub? Because when I've done it in the past. I'm just like, I'm just like kind of annoyed. 
I tell you what, when I'm sober at the pub, I can hang out way better because um, I'm interested. I kind of am looking for you for entertainment, yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm like, Rowan, I want to hear something that you've been up to, you know? You're the one that's keeping me in the mix here. Billy, what have you been up to, you know? So I'm actually, I actually give a shit about what you say. <laughs> but when I'm pissed... <laughs> I like. I'm like. I want to keep drinking heaps of beers, and I want to be doing some dumb stuff or fun stuff, or I want to be the one talking. Yeah, right. Mm. I think I'm the opposite when I'm sober. When I was sober at the pub, I didn't give a shit what anyone had to say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck! I wish I was more revved up for this." You know, dude. If I've had eight schooners, I'll listen to how crazy your work is. But yeah, if you told me like the end of financial years coming up and it's getting full on, if I've had eight schooners, I'll go fuck yeah. What's what's happening? You'll get about twelve seconds out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sober. I, dude, this is bullshit. Billy has. I've I've had to do full dad mode with Bill so many times and be like, Bill, other people are talking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell when Billy's drunk, he's just talking over everybody. I go, Bill, relax, eh? Let's just let everyone at the table talk. Bill gets so pissed off. No, I just get too like. Uh, there's fire in the booth, you know. Like, uh, if, especially if he's. I, I only get annoyed when it's a circle of joints because Billy will like hold it and then will enjoy everyone looking at him and listening to every word he's when saying. When you're holding the joint, you have a captive audience. Yeah, 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 totally. Dude, that's the thing about Sydney comedy, mate. And you're like, fucking pass it, brother. Pass it, please. Yeah, we had to bring in a rule at the old place that you can't talk while you're holding the joint. Could. Because, like, I'll, as soon as I held it, I'd be like, so here's how World War II started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Everything I'm, that's going on in the Middle East right now, you got to trace that right back. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a black and white issue. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing that rule in action at the old lad pad, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was hard and fast, dude. Yeah. But it was, again, created just purely around your... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's absolutely one of my worst habits, like interrupting people. <laughs> 45 seconds ago, he's like, I'll listen to you. I'll listen to you no matter what. I was clearly trying to appear likable on the podcast. That was very obvious. But what did you what did you learn from the 100 days, mate? What I learned from the 100 days, I learned uh, you are... Uh, boozing is so much fun and you should <laughs> and completely uh stopping is a uh it's it's just a necessity that everybody should do once in a while mm. um but also uh i don't know if i actually learned anything <laughs> i i found that too i i took a month off this do you think I maybe remember that. yeah yeah i don't know if these two stints were created equal were you also doing ketamine and smoking weed all the time <laughs> Was, During your 100 days, were you doing that? A little bit. Pat, no, I is, wasn't. No, I was a, just a little bit. Just a little oh, bit. yeah, but I don't know. Maybe the vape, I would look forward to my first hit of the vape every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so a nice That's vape. what I'm saying. It's like you have to, there's always going to be some little vice. Have you met sober people? Have you listened to the way they talk about exercise Usually, or drinking tea or fucking People doing who yoga? are legit sober are yeah. always just destroying nicotine. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm. And coffee. Just Yeah. You know, and telling people they're sober. That's another thing. And God bless you. That's probably the best way for you to live your life. There's no doubt about it. But it's like, that's a vice now. You know? What, telling people you're sober yeah. is a vice? <laughs> <laughs> we can't turn everything into a vice. Or, or, or how to live a healthy life or something, you know? If they get a kick. They get that's they get a, the same. They're walking down the promenade of Bondi looking for the first people to tell about, like, kinesthetics. Oh, like, the so same way I'm looking for the first hit of vape. I think, honestly, I would be 10 years sober and I would just say, I'm not drinking tonight. Because I feel like in Australia, when you say, I don't drink, it's like, 
something real bad happened, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's car is a crumpled beer can because of something <laughs> yeah. that happened at a 25th birthday. Like, I don't want it's the- such a dark connotation in Australia. Oh, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like you don't you don't stop. You you were stopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were stopped. Yeah, this wasn't your choice. <laughs> it's like Rowan's got that great line where he goes, yeah, I took a month off the booze, just felt like it would freshen me up a bit, and obviously there was an incident. <laughs> <laughs> It's annoying because like 80% of people were like, um, oh, that's so sick, man. Congrats. That's sick. You'll enjoy the hell out of this. You'll feel great. And then like 20% of blokes were like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I can't tell you, bro. (laughs) 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 I can't tell you. There there, there is such a dark connotation to it. I swear to God. If people are like, what is that? Is that just a soda water in your hand? You're at the pub. They have it. And you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And they give you a wide berth for like the rest of the night. That's why these alcohol-free beers are the best. I'm glad you brought this up because if there was one thing that I did not support about your sobriety, mate. Yeah. And you know, mate, I wish you the best. Yeah. Thank you very much, Bill. Mate, we're in a round with this bloke, me, Rowan, and Pat. <laughs> Pat's not drinking, right? His drink is more expensive than ours. <laughs> these heaps normal beers are like 11 bucks at some pubs. It's crazy. We're getting Carlton's for eight. Yeah, yeah, look, that's not on me. No, I, they're not taxed. They shouldn't be that expensive. I, it's so brutal. I never thought about that until you brought that up one time. Yeah. They, there's no, they're not paying an alcohol tax on these things. It should be like a can of Coke. I, 100%. I, I went yeah. to a gig when I was taking a month off and um, I just kept slamming non-alcohol beers and I was loving it. I was just smoking weed, drinking non-alcohol free beers. I spent like 80 bucks. It was like, how did this fucking happen? I'm not drunk. But you know what? You know, heaps normal started popping, I reckon, about last year. And I did dry July last year and I was drinking heaps normal. And you can tell by your, when you get your bank statement at the end of the month, you know, usually if yeah. you haven't been drinking, it's like a huge amount of savings, you know? Yeah. But well, that's part of the motivation. Exactly. Mm. But then last year, I was just drinking heaps normals. So many people's birthdays are in that month in my friendship circle as well. And it was just like more. I'd spent more <laughs> money being sober that month. Dude, for that amount of money, like you should lose a friend at the very least. Well, like, I, I know, seriously, dude. It's like heaps normal. We give you the authentic pub experience where like you wake up, it says like 220 pending <laughs> in the account. You're like, fuck. <laughs> I tell you what is funny though, being a sober operator and going out with friends while they're getting boozed is everybody, you can see the problem that they're going to be talking about the next day in real time. <laughs> like, how so? Like you getting mugged off by that chick in Newcastle. I just, I was like, oh, yeah. there is no way that this girl is going to meet up with Billy at some station and I was just <laughs> sitting there. So well, bloody hell, mate. Throw a hand up. Yes. <laughs> well, you know me, dude. I believe in love. That's the biggest problem with me. Well, mate, the messages she was sending me were not, they were not love. They, they were crazy. You've obviously covered that on, the, on this pod, right? Extensively. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that woman should be right. I mean, I would follow her OnlyFans if it was just erotic novellas. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it was honestly absolute filth coming down the pipeline. It was fantastic. I was getting barred up at the pub underneath the table, dude. I was like, this is crazy. Also, I didn't know she was from Sydney. I thought it was just a wild Newcastle girl. Oh, just right. a Bronco out there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I went on her Instagram like a couple of days later, I was like, oh, she's fucking from Sydney. I go, this is just an old school East Coast mug off this. <laughs> but anyway, dude, speaking of our Newcastle trip, actually, yeah. there, was, there was one blip on the radar. Oh, yeah. What happened? You. Oh, fuck. What happened? You came up with one of the greatest stand-up jokes. 
that we've ever seen. Oh, by far and away. Uber pet. Uber pet. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, we are crying in the car on the way up. And you deliver it on stage. So do you want to do the joke and then tell how it went on stage or? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was developed that day. So it still had freshness and everything about it. Yeah. It was like the perfect situation for a joke, ecosystem for a joke to live in. So the joke is, uh, does it, you know, I get uh, Uber pet all the time. It's like Uber and you can bring your pet with you. But every single time I get it, the driver like doesn't even believe that there's an animal in his car, you know? He turns around, he's just like, welcome to Uber Pet. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is that a dog in my Ford Fiesta? I go, what were you expecting, man? A fucking Tamagotchi? <laughs> Come on. Dude, but here's the thing. That's not what you said on stage. No, I didn't say that on stage. But then you, you're going to, you're going to, there's no context built into this situation. What went wrong up there? I was crushing too hard at the start. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's that's what the problem was, you know? I was up there absolutely leveling with just some of the, the finest crowd work that I uh, can can muster. And then I saw, I think I heard you laugh. No, I was laughing so hard when Uber Pet went down. The, yeah, I know, but there, there had to be a reason why I, was, there had to be something to stop me from doing that, that I was like, I have to do this joke. I think I was like yelling from the back of the room, maybe. I think, yeah, that's what I mean. I think I was given a bit of Uber pad. Yeah, I heard, I heard a little bit of Billy D in the back and I went, okay, here we go. And so I get off the stool, you know, I'm in like full mount position. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like, take okay. the chick in the front row's fucking feet out of your mouth. You freak. All sober. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, I go, anyway trying to think of like even how to get into the joke and i'm like so what's the deal with the you guys got like um <laughs> he just went that- he went from like 11 minutes of like electric riffing to being like uh so <clears throat> sometimes i use uh Have uber you- <laughs> but it's like for pets does anyone know this and it's like complete silence and i'm like oh this is gonna be so good i could just tell it was going down and then you were like uh yeah i get in with the pets the ubers like whose pet is that <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad, dude. Complete silence, dude. You couldn't follow yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, dude, I think that, that joke has got to be one of the greatest jokes of all time. But I mean, you've you've got to experience Uber Pet. It is <laughs> dude, crazy. These guys are so mad, dude. At the when fact. I look at my twenty twenty three, yeah, it's before and after Uber Pet. <laughs> <laughs> because comedy was one way, mm. and now it's another. <laughs> Have you done it again ever? I haven't done it. You I, just let it die in Newcastle and no, stay no, no. there. No, no, no. It's going to be revived tonight at Sweeney's. You better believe that. There's going to be seven people in the center of the city that are just going to be sitting in, in Hotel Sweeney's going, what the fuck did I just experience? They're oh. going to say, I cannot believe this show is free. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly. going to run up to Tim <laughs> and give him as much cash as they it's have. Like 50 bucks probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll go, that's just purely for the Uber Pet Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about alcoholics that drink on Tuesdays in the CBD of Sydney. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're always using Uber Pet all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're hard of the CBD. They're flush with dogs and cash, like Bondi boys. Dude, Sweeney's is a wild, wild room now. You know there was a punch on at Sweeney's on Anzac? Oh, was it Anzac Day? No, no, no. no it was uh, the, um, Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup. Yeah. And waiting up to the cup. Well, there's a fucking full-on punch-up at Sweeney's Comedy, so someone's someone said yup. Someone said yup. <laughs> there's we- a few yups going around. <laughs> Were you there? Were you there? You know, I just remembered a yarn from ages ago. Were you there when um a guy came on stage, like old school Sweeney's, a guy came on stage in a suit doing stand-up and he'd been married that day oh, at the court? I was. 
tell this story. So this, like, hit me with this. This, like, he'd can- been done like three open mics. Yeah, he, he'd done it the week before. This like Canadian dude with an iPad that kind of like went okay, I guess. I think I remember this guy. And then the next week, I'm just at the back of Sweeney's, and I and it's like there's fucking people there, and this guy, um, and he gets up there and starts doing stand up about how he was married that day at the courthouse with his wife, and she always his dream was to be a stand-up comedian and she supports that dream. And then he talks about like getting a homeless person to be their um, witness and it's just bombing. Oh, God. And he's in a three-piece suit, this bald dude. And then I look to the back of the room and there's a woman in a full wedding dress holding an iPad filming. (laughs) (laughs) I was just bent over crying. and. You either went two ways. You were like so viscerally affected by it that you couldn't move, or you're in the minority like me that was just dying. <laughs> like, dude, you've always loved that kind of stuff. Yeah. Instead of, you know, you see like a guy like doing stand up for the first time. He's covered in gravy. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> loves that kind of shit. Dude, I'm the opposite. Makes, I can't handle it. I mean, I'm the same as you. But here's the thing: is if I'm watching YouTube bomb, I'll be crying. Oh yeah, yeah crying yeah. because I know you're not going to be traumatized beyond belief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you see these new people bomb and you can see in their eyes, you're like, this is going to fuck this guy up. Oh, this is mm. changing synapses in their brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like this guy's 2023 before and after Uber Pet, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy's looking at a rough back end of this thing. Oh, dude, it's the worst. I mean, but I tell you what, I love seeing someone bomb that deserves it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, watching your enemies go down. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. I'm never taking 100 days off that. I'll yeah. tell you that for free. I'll double down on that, dude. Oh. That's my new advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I should tell this story because I don't know if this person listens to the podcast. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a variation what? of it, but it's about enemies going down, doing stand-up. Okay. All right. They probably don't listen. Just don't mention any names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, venues. There was this one guy. It's not. Oh fuck! You know what? I'm really gonna. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Do you just want to tell it, and I can just cut it out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you able? It feels like you're gonna say his name immediately. I feel like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had a conversation with Rowan on the way here, being like, "Please stop flaming people we know." Dude, literally, last week's episode, I go, hello, welcome to Get Around Me. Rowan goes, the following bloke is an absolute cunt. (laughs) Like, I haven't even introduced Beck yet. And like a well-known Sydney comedian, just bodies on the floor, dude. I actually like the guy as well. So That's good listening. (laughs) And don't ever lie to my face like that. (laughs) Charlie Pickering got it for like 12 minutes last week. I had to leave it in. But that's a personal vendetta, though. Yeah, that that one he brought from home. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind the ones you're actually committed to. Yeah. That's the needless flaming <laughs> yeah. that I have an issue with. That one I brought from year eight, mate. Yeah, I've, been yeah. ca- I've been carrying that thing around me for a while. That's off the couch in the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just watching talking about your generation, feeling some sort of way about yeah. it. As a young man, being like, who the fuck is this cunt? Yeah. yeah. Every time you see Pickering, you just hit him up by two bucks. Starts playing <laughs> Dude, imagine being 14, watching talking about your generation, being like, why do I resonate more with Amanda Keller? <laughs> I remember, I remember, one, I remember, one, I remember one, oh, I, 
I remember once That's freaking so out funny. to my dad being like, how the fuck could this guy be a comedian? He's talking about getting bullied all the time. You think you, you can't get bullied? You can't stand up for yourself? We did it last <laughs> week, Ron. Yeah, dude. We did it last uh, week. Okay, I'm going to ask you off the camera who the, who the, um, who the other guy was because I'm actually interested in knowing you the Sydney comedian that you flamed uh, at the start oh, of the I think that got but, left in anyway. It oh, did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is there, there. There was this dude that came to uh, comedy. He comes to Beachside. He's he come. He's come about four, or five times, and he's a prominent doctor in Sydney, right? I have no idea who this guy. Of is. course, no. You, you don't know. You don't. You don't know this guy. But he, um, he's one of those people that comes to comedy and he sees it. And most of the shows he saw were, I would say, seventy five percent good or better, right? And he came up to me after one and he goes, "Mate." I would love to do stand-up comedy. Seems like a, you know, it would be a kind of like a fun thing to do. But his tone was like, this is this would be the easiest thing to do ever. His tone is, I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. There was no respect. And this guy's come from a life where he's clearly succeeded in everything he's done. He's a 10 out of 10. He's jacked. He's an older fella. He's surrounded by beautiful women. He's successful in his career. All this kind of stuff, right? And he just looked down on stand-up comedy like a fucking dickhead. By the way, old, rich, attractive, surrounded by women... This guy doesn't listen to the pod. Yeah. No, so no, no, no. feel free to go absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I won't mention his name because we go to the same gym together. But okay, anyway, so, um, but, uh, well, I fucked it now in case he does it, but whatever. His name's Will, okay? There you go. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter at all. I made that up. Just fucking finish the story, dude. He comes and does stand-up comedy at, uh, at Beachside and... He's meant to do four minutes. He does probably about 10 and eats his dick from the start to the finish in, oh. in front of 22 people that he brought. Oh. Oh. 20, well, 20. They should be laughing. They're, they're bad friends. No, 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 no. I mean, but this is, I mean, you've seen comedy in every spectrum of it. You know, there is, there's fake, you can laugh, fake laugh at things that last four minutes, four minutes of that. Anybody can do that. Do that for 10 minutes. You're not going to be able to get that happening, you know? Brutal. And after the show, dude. What I see, saw in his eyes and it made me feel so good was just he humble. He was finally humble. <laughs> and Dude. it was great. It was a great equalizer. Yeah. Stand-up is forever humbling. Yeah. I can, I, not once in my life have I walked on a stage thinking I was the man without walking off 10 minutes later being like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got to walk up there like, okay, owed nothing, owed nothing. Like they can smell it on you. Oh, 100%. I don't know, but speak, anyway. mate. Speaking of showbiz, brother, you're going to the yeah. TikTok Awards tomorrow night. Going to the TikTok Awards tomorrow. Now, how night. does that work, mate? Because you're not big on TikTok. I've got a couple. Of, I've got a couple of videos that have hit a million once. Or so. I've got a plus one. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I'm a plus one. Uh, Maddie Spencer, very successful TikToker, is uh, DJing the before and after party. And, oh, sick! Uh, and uh, she's with the management company I used to be with, and I got her plus one because her sister couldn't attend. <laughs> so I'm really she's scraping the bottom That's of the, the barrel. snake baby. Yeah, yeah, in through the back door. Yeah, if hey? there's an event at the Horton Pavilion, I'm going. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So what did the TikTok awards look like, mate? Um, there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of. I'll, I'll ask you this: What do you think they look like? I think it kind of looks like Squid Games. However, on the people that watch Squid Games, but they're like 20, and they're all like all glittered up and oh yeah, laughing about poor people. Yeah, it feels. And what do you think it looks like? Like a lot of people that don't party that hard, but look at their phone heaps. Yes, yeah, that's well. It's a combination of both of those things. 
It is. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people who would be like wild night, but if you follow the work around with a camera, they actually had like two white claws. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually, yeah. Dude, was, I went for the first time last year and it's a great uh, exercise in like just not believing everything you see on your phone. Yeah. You know? So true. I was expecting like, oh my God, I'm going to hang out with this TikToker. We're going to get pissed. It's going to be amazing. They're just standing in a corner the entire time, like trying to get a selfie with like fucking... Matt Shervington or whoever was there. Oh, to be fair, I'll join that line. <laughs> Exceptional calves. I do like that guy a lot. He was the first celebrity that came to mind. That's how- Dude, Matt Shervington, he now hosts Sunrise, I think. Does he really? Double check that. Rowan, bring that up. Bring that up, Rowan, would you? Oh, my phone doesn't really work that well. <laughs> he can't type on his phone. Like the cursor moves around. Oh, he, he can't type on his phone because he's just waiting to get a text message from oh, a certain somebody. Oh, she's still in reply. Oh, fuck. I'm absolutely hung out to Dude, dry. your bird is with Matt Shervington oh, right now. No. <laughs> Can you blame her? I mean, we all saw him sprinting the 100 meters from the front ankle, guys, brother. The guy's got a piece on him. <laughs> she, 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 she could just be high and not responding. She's bad with her phone. There's lots of reasons. That's oh, you. Man. That's not her. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is about got yourself and her confused. You're like, you're like, she's just given up vapes. She's got this new stonemason job. <laughs> She's recording a podcast right now. <laughs> Babe, please, please respond. I need to love bomb you into next week. Oh, <laughs> that's bad in the hit hatches, baby. Yeah, I got to overshare quick. quick, yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Pat, while we've got you here, mate, because I know you're out and about in Bondi. Mm. I don't know how we're going for time. Can anyone see how long it's been? Thirty-one. You're 31. kidding. Jesus fucking Christ! We'll never make an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Are we meant to do an hour on this thing? Oh, I mean. You'd want to use the full hour in the studio. Oh, we got a full hour in the studio. Okay, great. We could, yeah, yeah. We could just maybe record for like 45 minutes and just kind of chill out and, I don't know, do the robot or something. Well, I've know. got some hard-hitting questions I'd like to hit you both with. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, firstly, absolutely not. <laughs> Secondly, these are not going to be hard-hitting. <laughs> I'll run this past you, mate, because I was going to talk about this on the solo pod, but I don't know if there'll be one this week. Something absolutely fucking horrific happened at my family home this week. Oh, Jesus. My dad and my mum were burning all of my childhood cricket bats. It's so unnecessary. Like burning all of my cricket bats. Are you are you joking with me right now? I'm not. My my sister sent me a, a photo of my Hang on a second. He's not he's, this is This a is truth. a legitimate I'm gonna take this at complete. I'll show face you the photo. Value. The Darcy's are scoundrels, bro. Dude, I'll show you the photo. Mate. Because this is like this is the start of you becoming a huge goddamn fucking supervillain, if that's the truth. Yeah, of the <laughs> yeah it's a joker. Honestly, yeah. My sister texts me a photo, a cricket bat burning, and the caption is LOL. As in laugh out loud. What the fuck is going on here? Dude, honestly, get a load of that. Where are we going here? Look at that. Let me see this thing. What? Did they save any? Hang on. Is that English Willow? Yeah, dude. Oh, Also, my I mean, God. you burn a man's cricket bats, would you burn a man's legacy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, that beautiful piece of uh, lumber right there, that bit of timber, what, where, who were you playing with for the, with that? Okay, well, mate, we got the a MRF Prodigy. No. Aptly named. Use that in under 10s. Okay. He's losing me. I reckon the under 10s can go. You could have absolutely not mentioned the under 10s one, yeah. Oh, my God, mate. Every run is as important as the last, brother. Sure. Mate, there are some blokes who'd be out there. They'd be walking around 28 years of age, and we used to play against them in rep cricket. If, if I told them Billy Darcy's MRF prodigy, mm. they'd shake. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. Dude, I can't believe this, this has happened. I still have my GM from playing, like, under 13s. Yeah, dude, and you did, you and suck I, at I cricket. Suck at, I was terrible at cricket. I was a rower. I was an athlete, obviously. <laughs> but, mate, can you believe this? And also, like, 
when I blew up about it, they were like, what are you upset about? And my mum's like, oh, you always, like, you hate change, like... Oh, don't analyse it. This oh, is my, wild. Yeah, and very now diminishing. It's like, and now it's like, oh, Billy's upset because of his personality flaws. Oh, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, they've really wham. thrown this back yeah. on you. Yeah, massively, dude. And well, then also, this happened Friday night. We had my dad's birthday lunch Saturday. So, dude, I'm walking to dad's birthday lunch. Fists are clenched. Like, oh. I'm like, I got fucking Tupac going. Like, Dude, you went? Yeah. He's a family man. Because Whoa. here's the thing. You yeah. are a bigger man than me, dude. Well, then, if I don't go... yeah. Then it's like Billy's childish. Yeah, and Christmas is coming up and everything like that. Then we're setting off a whole chain of events, I guess. Yeah, 100%. I'm not getting that fucking piping hot shirt anymore. <laughs> it's probably going in the fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Burning that as well. But, mate, can you believe that? I've got so many questions about this, dude. Why did it even come to anybody's brain that they were going to go in the fire in Firstly, the first place? a couple of things on this. Um it's the middle of summer. There's no need to have a fire at Dude. 6 p.m. on a Friday. <laughs> the weather was fantastic on Friday. Uh, we're in a fucking El Nino or whatever, fire ban. I should call the police. <laughs> I should send them all to prison forever. <laughs> like, that's uh, seven years. Do they not remember 2020, early 2020? Mate, that's, that's bloody Northern Beaches families, brother. Unbelievable. They think Men I'm like okay. Sibs. Who gives a fuck about anyone else? Yeah, yeah. Direct quote from my mum, probably. Mm. Very vindictive. Also, you want to talk about people we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about because they listen to the pod. Jenny Darcy is going to call me up. Oh no, slaughtering me for this. <laughs> Jenny, I want you to know that I hold you in the highest regard. I'm just so confused that such a beautiful, sweet woman would participate in this kind of stuff. You have blood on your hands, okay? <laughs> but mate, yeah. So that's basically the biggest drama in my life over the weekend. Wow, the sister text. Also, if there's one way to like absolutely take it to the next level, is uh, have something documented via text by a sibling and sent to you. Yeah, also to burn to burn a man's legacy because you can't be fucked to drive to the servo and pick up a bag of wood. <laughs> yeah. A bag of government approved firewood, okay? There's linseed oil in those bats. Half the north will go up. We lose Coffs Harbour. That's probably started with the Kookaburra bubble. I'm kind of on their side now. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of run me over to the other side where it's like fucking burn the cunt's bats. What, God forbid you have a sport make up your entire personality for a decade? <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, that's kind of the problem. <laughs> well, they sent me to a boy's school. I, di- I didn't see a chick for six years. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was working on my cover drive. These are your, your first loves. <laughs> You're just burning to your seven girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, dude. That's terrible. That's a, that's a horrible scene to see, mate. That yeah. is Because it is the tough thing about cricket. Like, you get really good at something. It still doesn't get you laid at all. No one gives a fuck. You've got to hang on to the bats. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that the toughest thing about cricket is really, I mean, how much time do you have? It's a fucking, <laughs> it's a kind of a thing, mate. <laughs> Imagine stand up, but like no chicks message you and it goes for nine hours. <laughs> and, and also it's in 41 degree heat at Blacktown. Yeah. And your family don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one is That's impressed. the thing, mate. There's one bat in there, fucking 80 odd in a fifth grade grand final. Dad probably burned it because he wasn't fucking there, was he? <laughs> okay. God forbid your grand final coincides with Pete Connolly's birthday. <laughs> anyway. My dad, I wasn't allowed to play cricket. <laughs> my footy team played, we're all moving to cricket. And my dad was like, nah, cricket's actually shit. Don't really? That's great advice for your old man. Because he didn't just didn't want to go to- a lot of cricket fans. He Sorry. just didn't want to go to the park for four hours. Well, and mate, then, here's the reason. thing is my dad's love for me didn't have a, a time dependent on it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't really clocking in and clocking out. He was out. a huge loser, had nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. I apologize. Come on, guys. And then he said it like about 12, we were like driving past a cricket pitch and I was like, what fucking losers. And he was like, I think we better chill out on the cricket stuff, hey? <laughs> I, think, I think we've indoctrinated him a little bit too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did play uh, one of my biggest um, highlight of my cricket career was like an under nines uh, dad versus sons game. And uh, it was over in Roselle, and I bowled just two pearlers, one after the other. First one, I just take out the middle stump of my old man, you, you know. Oh yeah. And then and the second one, exact same thing. And I was like, "This is the moment. Mm. I control the household now. Mm. There's no way you're gonna step to me anymore. Anymore, like you know, if we start playing a game in the backyard." You're gonna just you're gonna take two steps. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I decide who bats and bowls now. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So the power dynamics I appreciate of, of cricket, mate. Dude, I did give my dad an official warning at Christmas off the back of this bat burning thing. Really? That I said, look, mate. We all know. Maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's next year. Some people thought it might have been last year. But there is a Christmas coming up where I might flog you. <laughs> <laughs> and all I'm saying is, I wouldn't get too lippy after this whole bat burning thing mm. because. You are on notice, okay? I'm like Floyd Mayweather. You know, he he. You, you want to box people when like it's the right time. Sure, sure. You're picking. You're picking your yeah, fights. Yeah, yeah. You I'm get like, Canelo early. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, when are they making the Darcy bout? I'm like, when he turns 62. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> when the speed, the power is not yeah. what he used to be. Bill, Billy's claiming to be like a, a Muslim, a devout Muslim right now. Can't do blood tests or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Usada does not visit the Darcy household. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah, I should call my dad. Be like. Heads up, mate. I don't give a fuck about your heart condition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're doing 15 rounds, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to punish you. Yeah. <laughs> I can make a clean and easy knockout in the first. I'm going to make you work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, Gary, Jeff, Neil. <laughs> oh, you know, we, have you heard about this? No. Nah. Dude, this is so funny. Dude, so Ian Gary's this like crazy UFC fighter. There's all sorts of dramas with him, but mm. basically- Great UFC chat about him right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Mate, here's the thing is people always come up to me. They're like- like mates of mine who don't like the UFC, they're like, how do you get so into like mixed martial arts? I go, what? Mm. I go, no, I don't give a fuck about the fights, dude. <laughs> this is like like Real Housewives on steroids. It like, literally is, dude. All the podcasts and the storylines and stuff. Like, Oh, it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's, it's every great part. It's every Beverly Hills, uh, Wives of Beverly Hills highlights every week, constantly. Dude, right. Today I recorded a podcast talking about um, Australia versus Pakistan and the West Indies. Right? This is how good sure. the UFC is. Imagine Pat Cummins, the Australian captain, comes out at a press conference and says the captain of Pakistan's wife is a whore. <laughs> Do you think that would inject some venom into the series? Yeah, it would. That I would, think it fucking would, That's mate. headlines for a week. Dude. That's headlines for a week on news.com. Like, it's insane. Like, And also, by the way, like, I wish they were less strict on team sports because like, <laughs> UFC fighters are doing the wildest shit all the time. The world's not burning down. You know, kids aren't like nine years old being like, I can't wait to cheat on my wife just like Ian Gary or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like this whole idea that like Ricky Ponting has to raise your kid. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking false, dude. Yeah, yeah. That Well, that's the, the yeah, that's so true. But I think um, being a UFC star, UFC fighter, it comes with the territory. You know what I mean? You oh, kind of yeah. half expect it. You know, we're like, how have you not been in prison, Ian Gary? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, so Jeff Neal, Ian Gary's opponent. No, no, sorry, Neil Magny. Yeah. Um, he was the replacement. Neil Magny comes in to fight Ian Gary and um, he says, oh, I'm going to give this this guy a whooping, like sort of whooping I give my son, you know, like the father-son whooping, like just joking around. And Ian Gary goes, uh, in the press conference, he goes, <laughs> he goes, Neil Magny 
beats his children. He is <laughs> <laughs> absolutely disgusting. He goes like, this man is a monster. And then like he knocked out Neil Magny like four or five times and just made him keep getting back up. He never it finished was punishment. Off. Pure oh. punishment. Yeah. And then in yeah. the post-fight interview, he was like, I'm glad that guy's a monster. Oh. He should be in prison forever. <laughs> that's it's, sick. It's so funny because that's when he lost the MMA community from Yeah. And also, previous to that, uh, his previous opponent had been done on a drink driving offense. And Ian Gary was selling merch that was this guy's mugshot on a T-shirt. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. And that is next level trouble. Dude, that was pretty dude. cold, crazy. actually. Yeah. Guess who came up with that idea? His wife. His wife. Yeah. yeah. But then, what about this? Neil Magny plot twist. Nicest guy ever. Never been a championship fighter. Real journeyman. Okay. Mm. Um, he's like losing endorsement deals. He's going through a divorce with his wife. She's in the courts going, I got it right here, your honor. Oh he beats God. his kids. He's oh. getting absolutely fucked over because of this little Ian Gary cunt who's like 25 and just made this shit up. I did not know that. Yeah, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So Ian Gary beat him twice, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> beat him a few times. Jesus. But dude, can you imagine if anything even close to that happened in like rugby league? Mm. Oh, it would be insane. Like NRL 360 would just be a 24 hour stream. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't like he would go blue in the face. Like he would just not be able to stop talking. The yeah, dude, Buzz Rothfield is getting like revived on the desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Claire, like, he's a loser. Like, Seventh stroke of the day. Yeah. yeah, totally. They're just propping up his left side of his face. <laughs> yeah. keep talking. They're just taping it back up, <laughs> and he, he Buzz isn't taking a breath. He's <laughs> one more thing, worth. One more thing. His glasses are just as far down his nose. They're defying gravity how far that bloke's glasses get down his yeah, nose. They're always moving down somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like so, somehow shorter than a bloke while looking down at them. It's nuts. You're not listening to me. Yeah. Braith, Braith, Braith. Oh, God, it's good viewing. Dude, I love NRL 360. I love oh, it. It's so good. I'll chuck it on if there's something spicy. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I look forward to it constantly. I do the catch. I watch the footy on Sunday, and then I go. All right, let's get let's get the media pundits' takes on everything from this week. Then Dude, I cop out before Matty Johns hits the screen. I'm a huge fan of Matty Johns. You don't like Matty Johns? I don't like the program. It's a bit much. Dude, Fletch and Hindy, they're bloody goofballs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't consume that much. What? Fletch and Hindy, mate? You don't like th- mate, those muckabout lads? I do love Hindy. I do love Hindy. Hindy was a big part of my youth, but um. I can't I can't do the talking points with Maddie every Sunday. I feel like I've got to be doing more with my life than clocking in to the hindy and Maddie. Okay, I've come no, to the Are right you sure? I mean, because this year they tasted some foods that were actually pretty, they didn't taste they good. They didn't taste good. That was the thing. That was the challenge. That they didn't taste but good. But to be fair, every time you watch the Maddie John show, you just constantly think back. You have like a little like go back into your memory and you think about the footy show. That's like, mm. that's all that really happens. That was the pinnacle of TV in Australia. The footy show. The footy show, yeah. Yeah. It was good back then. It was, yeah. good. It was good. It was very good. Um, but yeah, huge fan of that. I uh did you quickly while we're on the UFC, did you see um Mate, please just put your vape in your pocket. I can't stare at this double apple. It's fucking crucifying my mind right now. I'll just quickly just one more. Mm. Oh, this is just fucking unfair. God, that, that sort of helps with the day. Yeah, continue. Oh, what are these hard hitting questions as well? Well, we were talking about your uh, your love interest now. Oh yeah. I want to know what's going on on the bill front because there's always like a little chapter every oh, weekend, and I like I like actually, catching up on it. This is one thing. I was, so I'm on a bit of a dry streak. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you recommend coming into summer? Mm-hmm. Looking for like a summer romance. Oh, okay. 
And I'm sitting here with two of the East Coast more manipulative men. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Dude, this guy, the shit I've heard him tell women since we moved in together is disgusting. It's, it's debauchery. Not, it's not true. Yeah. And the by guy- debauchery, I just mean promises, brother. Yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of, oh, I've never felt like this. Yeah, yeah. Babe, I'll change. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, oh, my God, like a like a stone fence around the house one day. Oh, no. He's like, this, I, this, this has been disproven time and time again. Anyway, I'm just saying that, you know, maybe I could take a, a leaf out of your book. Sure. Because if there is a criticism of me, if there is. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard it, but go on. <laughs> I've heard a few. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to respond to a few and say he's actually quite a good friend of mine. Please don't say that to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I appreciate you doing that, mate. No, but, um, yeah, you know, man, I feel like maybe you could be a bit more open, you know, be a bit more... Uh, put the walls down, oh, as they yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, Because I've got those Darcy walls up. you got those Darcy oh, walls up, yeah. Me and Pat are incredibly unguarded. In Completely unguarded. 100%, yeah. mate. To so, our detriment. Any hot tips, mate? And dare I say it, I would never speak for anyone who listens to this podcast, okay, regardless of their gender. <laughs> but dare I say it, I think there's a few men who might be in the same boat as me listening right now. Oh, yeah. How do we bring our walls down? And, it, it's, you know, traditionally, mate, eh, do I get past a fourth date? Not really, Okay. <laughs> Dude, you got to get rid of the podcasting equipment from your room. That's number one. Okay, I do. The- <laughs> and the painting of yourself. The pa- he, he, okay. th- he thinks I'm telling secrets. I just don't have any podcasting shit in my room. I have surfboards. Okay. Dude, okay, get yourself a surfboard in your room, number one. Okay, for- that's a good point, Ron. To be fair, there's a podcasting microphone set up on a desk. <laughs> I'll just run this past you, Pat. Yeah. When you have recording to your On my desk, I have a one meter by one meter painting of me playing poker with Avatar... Uh, from the last Airbender, Goku, Avatar Aang, and Goku. Yeah, yay or nay? It's boyfriend material, obviously. It's husband material. Just imagine, honestly, s- a few chicks this year, like since because I think at the old place it wasn't up. I don't know where it was. It was like behind my desk. Sure. Since we moved into Surrey Hills, like mate, it was I, in the main room of the old house. It wasn't in my bedroom. It was in the yeah. pool room. Yeah. yeah, it's a birthday present, mate. I've got to have yeah. it up, of course, um, mate. Since we've moved to Surrey Hills, it's been up on the desk. Yeah, and a couple of chicks have opened the door and and they've looked rattled. And it's a small room as well. It's like yeah, three feet. it's like looking over you in the bed. Yeah, the painting the painting takes up the majority of that wall, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, yeah, and then you've got some of the most. Uh, insanely heavy furniture I've ever seen in that room ever. Also, no other art. There is mm. no art in the room that is, is not depicting Billy Darcy himself. Dude, and the biggest light shade thing on the <laughs> which, roof. Which isn't great. The, the, okay, yeah, I'm addressing this one at a time. So, yeah, start the, with the, heavy the only, Just to clarify, the only piece of art I have in my room is a painting of me with two cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's put that to the side. Yeah. The light shade thing above the light, that came with the room. I know. It's crazy. I can't do anything about that. They said we could destroy it. You're kidding. Yeah. Okay. Burn that thing along with the rest of the I've been keeping that to myself. Honestly, I feel like it's a much smaller part of the problem than the painting. No, the biggest problem here is the personality. So let's start there. (laughs) (laughs) The personality personality stays. The the, the personality stays. You want... Okay. So so right now I'm doing this whole like kind of like outgoing funny guy thing Mm -hmm. and it's fucking cranking. It does, yeah. (laughs) But... 
I am finding that after about a month, it's sort of like, ugh. This is it's so like, funny though because you're- It's like, how one-dimensional is this guy, you know? <laughs> He's asking, how do, how do I be a better man that can let people in? Um, and then my aim of game, the aim of the game here is to just have a couple of flings over summer. <laughs> no, no, no. A summer romance. A summer romance. A summer romance. Don't twist the narrative. Well, okay. So you're just looking for, you're looking for your little, your love over summer. Dude, I'm looking to meet a girl like pretty much ASAP <laughs> and have her- just fucking drop me off on the side of the road like mid-feb. I would love that. Mm. I would love that. And like, I, I'll get clipped up a bit. You know, I'll take it on the chin. Sure. And then I will head back out on the road for the comedy. Okay. I just want a chance to prove myself over the summer. And then if you didn't didn't like it, then we can all be dropped off. Here's the thing, man. What that best in the summer? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to go to a fifth date. And so I can just say, just a bit of a resume builder. Sure. Because at the moment, mate, it's looking pretty glaring. Yeah. I'm on like a string of like, <laughs> could could not get past the fourth day. <laughs> Something that actually does. It is funny to think. And, of somebody... and it goes both ways. Sometimes you know I'm not that into yeah, it either. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've I've only seen like two fifth dates in my life. Also, yeah. could we just say, Billy, it is very hard. It's tough out there, and yeah. we ignore. Also, that. but here's the thing: is like, why would you want to go past? Like for me personally, it's fifth date indicates marriage. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you guys, I think that's where you get the fucking the puppeteering stuff out. That's where you start <laughs> See, ma- making just... promises. All of a sudden, oh, I told my mum thinks you're hilarious. Like this sort of shit. This is what I'm hearing from Rowan's room. Well, and I just say, is it true that you're free for the next fifty years? Yeah, that's, just let's lock it in. That's a really good line. That's um, one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in my life, bro. And I'll be using that absolutely. <laughs> so, mate. Anyway, yeah, we're running out of time here. Uh-huh. What is your advice for a fantastic summer romance? Oh, God. All right. So, Bill. He doesn't know what he does. That's the problem here. Okay. So, keep in mind, I am a 6 out of 10 and not a jacked 9. So, yeah, so I don't know see how if to you get can into ta- that mindset. See, you if you can ta- <laughs> see if you can tailor the advice a little bit. Yeah. Usually, usually, probably by the... I mean, this is kind of before the first date. I'm getting love letters from women. So, it's hard to sort of think about... <laughs> I knew he'd do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Advice for you, Bill. This is it. You got to come down to Bondi. You got to hang out with me and but Rowan. They don't like him you, down there. You got Bondi. We need to stay in Marrickville, dude. I need to, if anything, go further west. Yeah. Or, or, or actually, honestly, no. no, no, not no. too far west. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Everybody, just stay calm. You got to. Okay. Basically, there is ten square meters in Marrickville where I am like a fucking nine, and outside of that. Okay, I tell you what, funny Clavelli British woman. Oh my god! Bang. Also, here's the good thing about British that. women: they don't really see Billy's flaws because mm-hmm. they're a smaller version of what most British men have. That's a so good they're point. like, bang! This guy is so fucking cool. He only has thirty beers on the weekend. That's yeah. so cool. He's like a that's health so god. much better. He's a health god. Mm. Also, I've like kind of got a nice complexion compared to most British guys. Oh, dude, you're bang. a surfer boy. Yeah. Okay, bang. so it's not about what you can do; it's who you can can compare yourself to. You know what I mean? I like the idea of putting yourself up against English So class. maybe I was in the wrong pool. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're swimming and like everyone's yeah. going past you, it's like, brother, yeah. you shouldn't be in the fast lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, are you do- what are you doing down in Bondi with the Brazoons playing hacky sack? You exactly. Know, playing the bongos. Exactly. That's crazy. Dude, I mean, that's a perfect example. Brazilian women don't get sarcasm and you better believe they don't get me. Okay. <laughs> they don't get me either. They just go, do you really think like that? And I go, no, I was joking, actually. You really believe that? No, I was joking. Don't worry. It's all good. And then you just got to sit there for another 15 minutes <laughs> finishing your beer. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, like, I better get another one. So you, you like one? surfing? I'm like, yeah, I like surfing. I don't know. Dude, I remember, yeah, the one time, 
the one time I was going well with Brazilian women, me and my mate um, from cricket, we were talking to them for like an hour at the stain. And, you know, we're playing the hits. Oh, have you been, have you done the bridge climb yet? Oh, yeah. You know, this sort of stuff. It's <laughs> going off. Bondi, oh, beautiful. <laughs> you know, I'm in the pocket. And do they pull out a couple of cigarettes and they start smoking? And my mate, I guess, doesn't like smokers. And he's like, oh, that's a filthy habit. And I tell you what, their English wasn't great, but they fucking got that. And <laughs> that was the end of that. And that is the closest I've ever been with a Brazilian woman. Yeah, dude. It's by, so... by closest, I mean held a conversation with for an hour. <laughs> like not even a kiss on the cheek. Hey, look, you got it's, it, to build a wall, it's brick by brick, isn't it, Ron? Yeah, but don't build that wall. It's not worth it. Okay, I think we'll end this episode by reflecting on how good it would have been with the original guest booked. Oh, <laughs> good. Anyway, Pat, jokes aside, mate, thank you uh, for stepping up. I was going to get you to do next week anyway, so job's done there. Here we are. I'll come, I'll come back. Don't worry. Pat Doherty, mate, me. do you want to plug like your comedy room or your art exhibitions? Beachside or Comedy every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down in Bondi Beach. Come and check out a show. And uh, Pat Doherty on Instagram. That's it. Fuck yeah, dude. Rowan Arneal on Instagram. Billy Darcy on Instagram. Ooh, it's all good stuff. You!